Aaron doesn't have any because he's on TRT. Testing the pet. That's it. Listen, if I'm on TRT, then I don't even want to know what you are on, sir. Like, there's a lot of uh, HGH and a lot of needles in those uh, crack needles that you got at home. So. On friend. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to throw my uh, my academy under the bus, Aaron. No, no, never. I would never do such a, such a thing. Although but I will say, it is Pride Month, Aaron. We do have a gender-neutral bathroom for you, just for the record. Yeah, I refuse to go in there. No, I'm <laughs> <joking>. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't care either. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. And on that note, welcome back to the podcast. We actually welcome back. Yes, here we are. Um, well, I obviously we've been off for a little bit, but we are back. We are rolling, and we are here to talk about the things that everybody wants to talk about, and nothing more than Elon Musk versus Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, we're going to lead um, with that? All right, who you got? No, I'm, I'm just joking. We're not going to lead off with that. But we actually do actually have an event that we do want to talk about. We've had a lot of, like, Canadian events that we've been talking about uh, that have come up the pipeline. But we're not going to get into those ones just yet because we do have something that's up and rolling into the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu world. A lot of, unfortunately, I have not seen a lot of coverage over it, to be honest with you, on social media. Maybe I'm just not on the algorithm for it right now, but it's the Fight Pass Invitational number four. I have not really been seeing too much of it. It is headlined by Craig Jones and Felipe Pena. Um, It looks to be a really good card because there are some pretty good names on it. It's just not getting a lot of push. So I figured it was something that we could talk about today, especially look at some of the matches that we actually have on it. They do have an eight-man uh, tournament going on, which is a thirty to $40,000 purse, which would be pretty cool if we can chat about some participants in that. Um, we won't break down for, all... for submission grappling, actually, Aaron. Sorry? It's a good chunk of money for a submission grappling uh, tournament. It is. You know what? And it's a, it's about time they're they're doing those types of things where, you know, even like Flow has been a little quiet lately. I think the next event they're going to have is in July. They've had a little bit of a restructuring with people going all over the place. So it's not being promoted by the same people, I think. So uh, there's a restructuring area. Do you have an inside scoop? What's going on there? Um, I can't say or confirm or deny. I can just there's there's moving chairs as i can see within the uh jiu-jitsu world so i won't uh start throwing names out there or anything like that i just think there's going to be some changes as far as like who's running those shows who's presenting those shows um i think like the adcc landscape is not going to change because obviously mo jasmine is still running those things but there's been some like it's there's not a lot of like stuff going on right now no, there's not. It seemed like there's a bit of a lull, but you know, this seems like a decent UFC fight pass card, but we're, it's not getting the hype that I think it deserves. With that said, let's let's jump into this thing. Um, as we go along, we're gonna play a little game, Aaron, for every match. We're gonna say oh, sure. Absolutely. for every competitor that is listed, we're gonna go natty or not. Okay. Oh. <laughs> for every competitor on the USC Fight Pass card, we're gonna say natty or not. Okay. Are we gonna say natty now or natty like ever or like just natty at this particular time? And that, that's where it gets tricky. Now now we can specify. So we can say okay. natty now, natty never. Because at okay. one point, like someone could have been taking extracurricular supplements and now they're not. So that's a fair. Yeah, that's uh, fair. So we say nat. We can say natty, half natty, or no natty. Okay, I think that's fair. I think when we're going to look at this now, um, let's just jump into the card and then we can uh, go from there. Does that sound good? 
Let's have some fun. State your case, Aaron. State your case. All right. I, well, I, there's not really a case. I have no proof whatsoever. This is not hold up the <laughs> This is pure speculation. But, Felipe, okay. All right. First match. Felipe in the main event. We'll start with that, and we're going to work our way down. So we got Felipe Pena versus Craig Jones. This is going to be a this is a big uh, main event for basically uh, who's potentially runner up to Gordon Ryan. Yes, I would look at this as the battle of the number twos, right? Um, it, I find it quite interesting, especially during the um, Gordon Ryan camp. Was That was during that actual match that was supposed to happen. Craig Jones actually ended up going to train with Felipe at Athos with Andre Galval. So obviously Craig has been scouting out Felipe pretty well throughout this entire thing. So the fact that they're actually to agree to a match, I thought was actually pretty funny. Um, it's like, when was the last time Craig really had a real match? Well, I think at ADCC was like the last prevalent. Like, I, think it was I think it was ADCC. I think he's kind of that was the last time, he, last time he was on the competition floor. Yeah. I think that was the last time he was on the competition floor. I think he's even said in interviews that, I think most of his major competition days are behind him. I don't think you're going to see him stepping up to compete a lot. I think it also is just, he's getting older. Like he's said, he's getting into his thirties. Like he's not a young man anymore. And there's only, mm -hmm. I think so many matches he, I guess he can get up for. And plus he's got a lot of, other, I think a lot of other ventures. He's got the school, he's got BJJ fanatics. He's been, I think he's been a jujitsu coach to, Alexander Volkanovsky as well. So he's got a lot of extracurriculars, I guess you could say, on the go. And yeah, I think I don't think he needs to do it for the money necessarily. I think he can probably live. He's probably one of the few people in jiu-jitsu right now who can live comfortably if they never competed again. Yeah. Um, when you kind of see this match playing out, because obviously we just saw Felipe with Nicky Rodriguez uh, just recently where he ended up coming out with the win. Where do you kind of see this match going? And do you feel that whether Craig Jones might have the advantage, obviously having his his teammate and other student kind of already have this match with Felipe to have other inner edge? Do you say Felipe would have more of an advantage, obviously training with Greg, seeing, sorry, training with Craig, seeing him roll already at the camp that they were previously doing? I think it's interesting. Uh, how do you, I think, I think um, I could see Greg Craig maybe trying to like play guard, trying to get into a leg entanglement. I don't think he's going to be able to out wrestle Felipe standing. Um, I, Felipe is one of the guys that are like I he I could see him also pulling guard as well, but I don't think I'll see Craig maybe potentially passing. I don't know if he has like the style of passing that can maybe potentially pass his guard. I'd be very impressed if that happened, but. It's an interesting match. I think if I had to make a prediction, one, Felipe is on all the extracurricular supplements right now. So you have to put him in the 100%. This is not even a not, question. Not, is that not natty category? So that's he's in the not, not, not natty category. And he's also been nailed for being in that category already. Well, on multiple so, occasions. So on I multiple occasions. So, and again, who cares? Like, like I'm not even, this is even the question of like, who gives a shit or whatever? Like, who gives a fuck? But... Yeah, it's not even a question. Now, the question is, would you think Craig Jones is obviously, he's been very vocal about saying he's been a natural athlete his entire life and 
do you think that he is in the Natty category? I would kind of give him the benefit of the doubt. I would say that he probably is. I think moment. there's a possibility that he is. Um, I don't think he's had like a – usually like one of the telltale signs I see is somebody's put on like a significant amount of muscle mass in a very short amount of time or it's like yeah. somebody who's putting on, you know, three years worth of like lifting weights, transformation, muscle mass in like a three to six month span. Mm-hmm. I think that's definitely a big one. I I think Craig's been generally the same size most of his career. Yeah, I would agree. So I I don't think I don't think he's taking anything, but yeah, you never know. Like with yeah, that said, Aaron, so. Aaron, how do you see this match playing out? I think it's an interesting one. I think it can go either way. I'd probably give a slight edge to Felipe Pena based on I just think stylistically, I don't think Craig is going to get into a, could he could he leg lock Felipe? I think it's a possibility, but I think also Felipe's leg lock defense and counter and counter uh, offense from that is also very good as well. So the times that Gordon has competed against Felipe Pena, the times he's gone for leg locks, you know Felipe's countered and like that's how he had, had beat him at ADCC, for example. So I think it's going to be difficult to leg lock Felipe Pena. That's Craig's best weapon. I could see Felipe maybe eking out a decision, but it's also it's eighty. It's um, I believe they're using EBI overtime. Right? I was, was going to ask you: are, are they using EBI rules? Because I believe, I believe they are. Rules. I would say that if they're using the EBI rule system, I can see Craig obviously having the advantage playing in the EBI system before. Obviously, yeah, I would agree with that. Having good success within that rule set as well yeah so if that being the case i could see the match getting stalled out because of craig's inability to again obviously the leg lock is going to be his main weapon that he's going to try to get those entanglements from and felipe does have a really good defense moving forward with that and obviously having the experience of like seeing craig's game live in the gym I yeah. think that kind of gives them a little bit of a heads up on it. So that being said, I think if this goes into the later stages of the match and I think Craig's best opportunity is to catch him early when he's dry. I think so too. Yeah. So if he catches him early, I just don't see Felipe tapping to something like that, but not that it hasn't happened before. They just look at it that way. But I think in the later stages of a match, if this is going to go longer into the distance, I can see it leaning a little bit more into Craig's favor, especially if it goes into an overtime position. But if it doesn't go into overtime and we're playing by the normal standard rule set, then I can see it going into Felipe's favor. I think so. I think I think you've broken that down well. Let's move on. Um, so two UFC vets or former UFC vets, Glover Textera and Anthony Smith, are going to be having uh, – a little grappling match here. So uh, as a co-main event, how do you see that one going, Aaron? And also who's natty and who's not? Well, well, I would say um, for sure, Anthony Smith is natty because he has to, he's still in the testing pool as a regular competitor for UFC. So he's going to have to stay clean regardless. So that's not even going to be a question. I, I think when it comes to Glover, he's a retired 40 year old athlete. There's, He's not fighting any zero anymore. chance. He's not There's taking no chance. He's not taking nothing. Right. And so, Aaron, does that mean you're a 40 year old athlete? Does, does that mean you're on t- blasting trend? 
I wish, like, I'd be so jacked if I was. But no, I am not. I, I, I look at pricing of stacks and stuff like that, and holy moly. Like, when I hear stories about, like... Business is good, but it's not that good, Aaron. Yeah, exactly. When I when we, when we I hear stories of former coworkers of ours or, like, the stacks that they used to be on and, like, the amount of food intake that they would be have to consume to, like, on a calorie standpoint to maintain... Food, but like, you know how much money all that costs? So we're not even looking at food, car insurance, rent, all that kind of stuff. Like, you know how much fucking money, extra cash you have to make to just afford the stack that you're on? And I'm like, that, and this isn't like covered by OHIP. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, let's see, our Ontario health insurance is not yeah. covered in that. So... I mean, like, and then that was like a little extreme and obviously those stacks will shift and change, but yeah, like, come on, like, ain't, no, anyways, but that being said, Glover for sure is on something good to help him maintain his, uh, you know, athleticism in the gym, obviously running and working with all those guys that he still works with. Um, again, especially coming from Anthony uh, Smith, who has a good ground game, but we haven't really seen him utilize any submissions throughout his entire UFC career. I'm not saying he can't do it, right? I think when you look at a guy like Glover, I think you're going to have a little bit more of an advantage as far as like seeing him in action. But MMA grappling is completely different from grappling. Yes, I agree with that. But I think Glover's also a lot more experienced in that in that regard as well. I think he has a sharper ground game. I would have to give him the edge in this. Yeah. But anything can happen. There's, but as you said, like there's MMA grappling and then there's like jujitsu grappling and those are two entirely different animals. Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see. Um, so I, I like really, I would say as far as a toss up, regardless, it'll be an exciting, exciting match. It's not necessarily one I'm like, all right, gunning for, I'm buying this card for, right? I think one of the more interesting matches on this card is going to be next up, which is going to be Nicholas Malagali versus Cyborg which should be interesting. So. And I'd just like to state for the record, I think both of these pe- both of these competitors are on all of the supplements. Oh, <laughs> you're, you're, you're pushing my galley in there now. Oh, uh, Yeah, I would say so. Oh. I think there's a good chance that he's, he's taking some supplements in his time. Well, we already know Cyborg is because he skipped out on the, um, what is it, the IBJJF, was it PANS? The it was one? at Nogi Worlds. I think he actually Nogi did Worlds. It. He did the test and flunked it. I think yeah, it was. So he took the test, he flunked it. So we already know that. And then he went to grappling industries and just destroyed a bunch of fucking poor old black belts that were entered that tournament. <laughs> so yeah, basically, yeah, Cyborg did the test and he flunked it. His uh, yeah. teammate Wagner basically was just like, he refused to do the test and they basically just banned him because he basically yeah. said, hey, doing TRT like forever. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to. But also, it's like at the same time, like if you're doing TRT, like why the fuck are you doing tournaments that are going to be drug tested when you know they're, they're going to be drug tested? Now you're just asking for trouble. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think when we look at these two competitors, especially Marigali, on how his game has evolved from being the, like, I, I would say he was more sporadic all over the place, especially when he was like in his, before he really connected with Danaher. You, you can see the difference as far as like his rolling goes between now and from then is completely different. 
he was always he was always very good in the gi. He was always like a top notch competitor there. It was just his no gi game. He never really did no gi until he hooked no. up with Daniel. And you could even tell like his first match or two on who number one and who's number one. He was kind of like still figuring stuff out. And then he had his performance at ADCC, which was very impressive. Like, you know, I think in my opinion, I think he might have won the absolute, but you know, judges beg to differ. Um, he had he had some like really good fights there. He uh, went one on one with Yuri Simones. He beat him in the division, but then lost to him in the open. Mm-hmm. Um, with that said, like you know, Cyborg's a top notch competitor. He is getting a little. He is getting up there in age, but he's always been he's always been game. Somebody who's been very experienced. So it's kind of like the old guard versus the new guard matchup. I think Marigali's no he game has really evolved, especially from eighty. From I would say when he started with Dan or to now, it's like night and day. That was the, my big yeah. main observation I've seen with him. Cause like his first match, it was like he was still like you could tell he wasn't super comfortable yet. And then ADCC, like he's like night and day, like he looked like a seasoned competitor and he's being top notch no he competitors have been doing it for like their whole lives essentially. And he's only yeah. been jumping, he only really took the gi off like last year essentially and never done no gi previously so with that said um i could see it would be interesting on the feet marigali's got a cyborg's probably got the advantage in the wrestling department where marigali probably has maybe like a small to medium edge and like maybe like throws and like kind of like using like judo style like takedowns trips things like that um i think it's it i think it comes down to who can who can get on top and who can control who? Cause I think cyborg can get on top of Marigali. He's going to give him a lot of problems. But also I think if Marigali gets on top of cyborg and is able to create a scramble and get to his back, I think he can potentially finish him there. Yeah. I can see. I think like anything at the beginning of that match is going to be very explosive between the two of them. Obviously cyborg going to be looking to wrestle hard to just try and get that match to the floor and put Marigali on his back early. And especially when we watched um, Pedro Morano versus uh, Marigali just recently, like yeah. I think Morano really surprised Marigali kind of right at the beginning of that match where it was like, Oh shit, like this might not be as easy as you thought it was going to be. Yeah. And then once Marigali was able to settle himself into what he was signed up for, then it was like, okay, now this match is pretty much. I old. also feel like Marigali's a bit of a slow starter. Yeah. So like even a lot of his matches that he won at Pans, like he was very slow, kind of feeling stuff out, and then he picks up the pace as he's going. Where mm-hmm. Pedro Marino kind of took advantage of that at the beginning, where like Pedro was exploding and like trying to get past the guard really quickly and try to like get on the back, but then Marigali, you know, slowed it down, defended well, was composed, and it got on top, and then it was all downhill from there, basically. Yeah. Pedro, but um cyborg could do something i think cyborg would be wise to come out with a high pace and not let marigali settle into a rhythm i think that's i think that would be a very good strategy for him i think the longer this match goes on it's going to be in marigali's favor i agree i think as you took the words right out of my mouth there and i think that's what uh it's something i've I've done to you many a times on this podcast exactly it's time for me to interrupt you from now on but i would agree i i would say the longer the match goes i think the more it favors marigali um what other what other matches we have? We have uh, Helena. Well, we do have Helena. Uh, sorry, I'm gonna butcher her last name. Craver, Craver, Craver. 
Helena Craver and uh, Emily Fernandez. So uh, Helena just got double gold at Gee Worlds. What uh, a phenom, eh? She's, uh, I, I want to say she's 15 or 16. Still very she's, young. Yeah, still a very young girl. Um, Pretty much entering. Under the winning. tutelage of Danaher. Like, just freakish, freakishly athletic for her age group. I think it's like a combination of like, you know, just being genetically ahead of the curve and then just very skilled and very gifted for her yeah. abilities. I think just gets it. I've seen a couple of her matches at Gee Worlds and she was just coming out and just laying it on people quickly. Like pull guard, sweep, pass, submission, like quick or yeah. like double pull, like double pull submission, like things that are just... Like she, for somebody who competes very, very mature, I guess you can say. That was yeah. one thing I noticed with like Mika Galwao watching him, like when he was a teenager, he was like 14, 15 years old. He would basically be, compete like like an adult, kind of like very composed, relaxed. Another steroid abuser. Another steroid abuser, Aaron. Mika. They're all on fucking drugs. They're all on drugs. <laughs> I mean, all the drugs. I think you're just jealous because of all the drugs you're taking, you still look like how you do. I don't know, right? Like I told you, like I can't afford the stack. I, I was looking, I was looking up um, just like how much pricing is and whatever, and just like yeah, so it's anywhere between you know a thousand dollars to three thousand dollars, depending on what you're want to take and how you're going to do it and what you're taking per month, basically. A lot of, it's a lot of money to invest. Yeah, and then you got like your regular supplementation that you're gonna take. So your protein, you know, your magnesium, your ZMA, whatever, right? All it's all good stuff. stuff. And you gotta sleep. You gotta make money at the same time, and uh, so that's why it's better to sell drugs. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> but I, I can see. I see Helena probably winning this. I see her probably. You know, probably working a guard, maybe, and then probably sweeping, getting on top, and then either finishing with either some sort of arm lock or like a choke from the back. Yeah, for sure. So we got a thirty thousand dollar eight man tournament happening. So we have eight competitors in here. Actually, no, sorry, we have seven. We have seven? Yeah, it looks like we got seven now. We have seven. I think somebody may have dropped out recently. Yeah. So from what I can see, that was pulled off the website. So we got seven right now. So you want to read them off, Mike? We got Heisem Rita, Big Dan Manasau from uh, New Wave, Felipe Andrew from Alliance, Gabriel Argus, Fedor Emelianenko. No, it's not Emelian. It's not that Fedor. Fedor Nikolov, uh, the the Natty King himself, Nikki Rodriguez, and Pedro Roca. So we have seven out of there. Out of that division, who's natty and who's not, Aaron? I have to – we got out of – Seven out of seven are on something. Seven <laughs> out of seven. Okay, I would say everybody there is on something except Nicky Rod because he, he's a clean athlete. He's been clean, natural, natty. <laughs> Blood tests, 100% free. More plates, more – shout out to more plates, more dates. Yeah, well, you know, he's going to need that $30,000, so he's, he's going to get on back on it. But um, no, it's very an interesting card how they uh, they've set it up. Um, we have two teammates fighting against each other for the money, as it seems with uh, Heisma and uh, Nicky Rod. So that should be interesting. But um, when you kind of look at this bracket of like, obviously it depends on who sets sets in for the first matches and all that kind of jazz. But when you kind of see it, who are you? Who would you put your money on? As far as like 
going to take that uh, final prize. So I'll, I'll throw out a couple names here. Big Dan, who's been doing a lot of the ADCC Opens. Mm -hmm. Basically on a complete tear. Um, I believe he did the one in Ottawa recently. So Big Dan flew up to Ottawa. And he yeah, he was in Ottawa. He won his division in the Open class, I think, pretty easily, honestly. I think he pretty much submitted everybody and ran through everybody. So it's not even just the fact that he's a big guy, but, like, he's his uh, technical abilities have been going up over. Plus, he's, he's you know, he's training with, you know, John Danaher, Gordon Ryan on a daily basis. Yeah. So he's um, he's definitely a major threat there. And then, I mean, yeah, you probably have to include Nicky Rod as probably one of the favorites there as well because, you know, Silver at ADCC, he's only lost to Gordon. Um, the rematch of Gordon, he gave him definitely a run for his money there as well. Um I think those are probably the two names that stand out to me the, the most right now on who's going to take that potential $30,000 prize. Yeah, no, I, I would say you're pretty bought and bang on with that one. Um, it'd be interesting to see what the bracket looks like. Yeah. And it's all said and done. Like, because again, like it all depends on, we might say one thing and then somebody gives uh, somebody hell for the money right off the, the bat and then, or an injury happens or whatever. But if I'm looking at it at face value, I would think that anything can happen. Anything can happen. Yeah. Like somebody, if, I, if I had to like put money on one round. individual without seeing anything, I'd probably put my money on Nikki Rod just because of the tournament format. Um, the high exp like experience with him. I would like to see as far as like a finals matchup, be honest with you, or even like a semifinals matchup of Nikki Rod versus Dan. I'd like yeah. to see that. I think that would be a good potential finals match. Heisem Rita, eventually, uh, he just recently joined, I think, the team as well. So more than likely, you could see Nikki Rod face his own teammate there. Yeah. In the, either a semifinal or a final, depending on how they, they organize the brackets there. But I would say, you know, Big Dan and Nikki Rod are probably the two favorites. If I mean, Those are the two names that stand out to me. I think that's a potential final there. And I'll be honest, yeah, I think that's a match that can go either way. I think, you know, I think, you know, Dan's been on a tear. And I think he can be somebody who can potentially upset Nicky Rod, in my opinion. Well, I think Dan would have the size to match up with Rod, Nicky Rod, too. I like, I think, on like, on a, as far as like an athleticism, like power standpoint, obviously, uh, Nicky Rod would be a little bit more, I'd lean more towards him. But if we're looking at a size standpoint of like, okay, if he can actually start to control or get on top of them, Big Dan could be somebody to slow Nicky Rod down. Yeah, I think so too. All right, the main event of the uh, UFC. Not on this card. This will be so just to kind of tee everybody up. So there has been um, a challenge, as we can say, on the, the the Twitter world, and you can already see how these guys are swinging their dicks as far big as they can because they won't answer each other on their own platforms, right? So they'll just they they tweet. So like Elon originally put out this challenge to Mark Zuckerberg. And then Mark Zuckerberg responded through Instagram. So he wouldn't even go on Twitter to even do it. So already there's posturing right there as far as uh, as a fight. And then Daniel White has now gotten involved to make this match actually happen. So we're looking at a potential Mark Zuckerberg versus Elon Musk matchup in, an, in a cage or UFC, which Dana White wants to promote. Dana White has stated that this will be the biggest fight in the world 
probably bigger than Conor McGregor versus Mayweather, probably bigger than Canelo versus Alvarez. It could be bigger than bigger than Gall versus Briars. It's gonna it, it's it gonna could be that. bigger than anything. It could produce a billion dollars that he's going to de- donate to charity. Apparently, I'm like, there's no way Dana White will ever donate any of that money to charity. No, there's no way <laughs> donating a billion dollars to charity. Not at all. It is going oh, into that pocket. So this is quite interesting because I didn't do a little bit of research because obviously everybody knows that Mark Zuckerberg is now. Taking up jujitsu, this is something that he's been doing with. He's been making the rounds. He's been putting jujitsu on the map, which has been fantastic. As a white belt, he's been going to competition. He's training a lot. He's training a lot. He's training. He just trained with Mike Musimechi. He was with Lex Friedman. He was with Dave Carmillo. Um, Carmillo, sorry. I think Dave Camarillo is his actual like official like jujitsu instructor. But of course, like Zuckerberg's been traveling around to different places and. Like he he is he's doing these like he's out there like which is amazing and Elon Musk again his combat experience dates back to his childhood as a judo indiv- uh, practitioner and Shotokan karate so there's a stand up aspect to it I do not how how relevant relevant or how recent that is it, it was something that he's done before so yeah. you have a 51 year old versus a 39 year old. Or is it 35 or I, I don't know. It is 39. So Elon Musk is clearly, I think, a bigger, I think he's physically bigger as well. Like he's a probably, physically bigger person. Yes. Yeah. He's a bigger, he's a bigger man, I guess you could say. Um Mark Zuckerberg's younger. Um I don't know how often Elon Musk has been training recently or in the in the recent I know like he's in his childhood, he's done judo, he's done karate, he's done mar- various martial arts. Mark Zuckerberg's like currently training and it looks like he's fully immersed into Brazilian jiu-jitsu and MMA and he's been training, training and lifting and doing the, uh, the, the Joe Rogan lifestyle, yep. killing, killing, killing his own, killing his own livestock and uh, yep, yep. feeding on its spoil. Have you seen that? Uh, I think he, so I think he does that. Yeah, like he yeah. has it. Yeah, there was a thing where they, they obviously, when you have a billion dollars, you can do whatever you want. But it was the whole idea was they were going to kill their own meals. So basically, yes. they were killing their own livestock. To That's basically what Zuckerberg's been doing. He's feasting on the blood of uh, innocent animals. Yeah. So, Aaron, I got to ask this if this fight happens, and it's a huge fucking if, because I'll be oh, honest with you, like, so there, I. What's the percentage chance of this fight actually happening? I, it's going to be a less than five percent chance, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I if I had to like put a number on it, I'm thinking it's like four point five to three <laughs> percent that this even happens. I mean, like you have two, and again, not even like their board of directors of their companies would be like, you are not fucking doing this. Like, I don't care. Like, it's just like, here's the thing. If their board of directors are doing that, it'll probably make them want to do it even more. They're probably like, oh, oh yeah. Fuck this and I agree. <laughs> listen, I do. They're two individuals and they should be allowed to do whatever they want. Like, I don't like, absolutely. Right. The fact that this is, an, and what it's doing is it's putting jackasses like us to talk about it right like it's just they can say it. Content, why not? <laughs> and, and like everybody now is talking about oh, and like 
later they were hanging out with two of the, my clients who are kind of really successful business people and they were talking about it. Like, yeah, like I think Elon would beat the shit out of them. It's like, no way, man. Zuckerberg will beat the crap out of them. So it's like, it's getting CEOs and different businesses talk about it. It's like people talking. And I think that's what they both want anyway. But let, let's, let's break this down a little bit more. So Elon Musk done martial arts previously as a child. Good well documented. <laughs> you know Mark how Zuckerberg. that goes. Mark Zuckerberg. It's like fill in the I did fill in the blank here. I was a karate black belt when I was nine. And now I'm gonna do jujitsu and I'm this big badass. It's like, okay, sure, whatever. Mark Zuckerberg currently training uh Brazilian jiu-jitsu has gotten fully immersed into it. Younger, probably in significantly better shape and condition right now. Yeah. Who's going to kick whose ass, Aaron? That's the question. I, I might take Zuckerberg right. in this situation. So, yeah. At like, this exact moment. Like, at this exact moment, if this fight is happening tomorrow, like, I would put my money and I would be picking Mark Zuckerberg just on sure sheer. We've seen what Mark Zuckerberg has been doing. We've seen him in competition. We know who he's training with. Like, we got the footage we have more information on Zuckerberg. So we would give him more of a benefit of the doubt to win, especially on the ground game, as far as this match goes, right? I That's where I think everybody would be leaning. So that if you want to go to the Vegas lines, be that. So Milan would be a I huge Zuckerberg's probably the favorite. And I think there's actually, he's probably listed as the favorite right now, actually. Yeah. Now, on the Vegas, there's actually a Vegas betting line on this. That being said, though, if, Let's say this actually does happen and Elon has a full three months to have a full training camp and be able to go through the whole ringer. And, and maybe he has been training and maybe we actually get to see some footage and maybe this is, he has been training in the dark and we don't know, right? Like there's, that might change the line, but I still would put my money on the younger, faster, probably more experienced Mark recently more experienced Mark Zuckerberg in uh, winning this match. And I'm not even going to call it a fight because it's a match because it's not really a fight. It's a, it's a, Hey, listen, if they're throwing hands, it's a fight. <laughs> like, but that's another question. Is it going to be a fight or is it going to be a jujitsu match? Like, are they going to no, do I, a think, I think originally they were like, let's do a jujitsu match. And they're like, no, fuck it. Let's do MMA. And I think like, Elon Musk is like, no, let's do MMA. And they're like, okay, so let's do this. Like, like, I don't know. I just, I just, I could see like Elon trying to do like the old, you know, like the dad strength type, <laughs> you know, 51 year old. I'm going to try and beat the shit out of this guy. I don't think Elon Musk is going to be able to handle Zuckerberg's joil. That's no, I, by the way. Just, like, I just we're, we're, can't block Mark Zuckerberg. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. You can't block him. I'm going to have to take him on, take him in this situation. But uh, with that said, hey, I, let's let's put it this way. I think I, I would watch it. Why the fuck not? Well, and that's the thing. Like, I like I would definitely. I wouldn't buy it. Like, the, the sit in my basement by myself. I definitely want to have people over because I ain't spending a hundred bucks by myself to watch it. That's for sure. Right, I think that's definitely uh, that's that's. I I would watch that with you, Aaron. I'll I'll chip in yeah. on that paper. Oh, we'll chip in. Okay, cool. We'll we'll actually right. buy. The yeah, paper my word. I'll All chip right. in. Most importantly, one last question. We won't stream it. We will not legally stream it. We will purchase it because it's going to charity. That's why. If it's going to charity, we will be purchasing it one hundred percent. As long as Mister Dana White keeps his promise for charity, eat which he won't. 
Elon yeah. Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, who's natty, who's not, Aaron? Final question. Well, I would have to say Zuckerberg is natty because you can't get any fucking bigger when you don't take anything. So he's the same size he's been since fucking 2011. So, <laughs> and then as far as Elon, for sure, I would say maybe got some TRT going on with him, but I wouldn't even call that like, uh, you know, he's like the, the pre days of like, of USADA testing, you know, he's just having a little TRT just to keep his sexual activities up and that's it. He's got those 11 kids, you know, that's it. So it's not even like hardcore. He's not even really into it, but now we see the footage starts taking a shirt off. You don't know. You never know. All right. I think we're going to wrap up. I will with say that. Though, I, uh, before we wrap up, I will say AI has been pretty impressive nowadays with all the different images and all the different fights that like people have like superimposed like their head, like Elon and Zuckerberg's heads on. So like different fights, like it's hilarious of how many different things we're seeing online uh, and then the internet remains undefeated. So it's quite impressive to see what we see. The internet is always undefeated. The fans win. Always, every time. So, Michael, uh, anything else be to say before we wrap up this good, old, great old episode? Uh, no, I got nothing. Uh, Grappling Arts Academy, 1578, Finfar Port, Unit 4. That's all I got. There's our new okay. sponsor, by the way. Our sponsor in this sponsor? podcast. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, so I'm paying zero dollars. Text, text, text in the mail. the mail. Awesome. Yeah, until we get another sponsor. Okay. Grappling Hearts Academy, 1578, Finfar Court, Grappling Hearts CA. Perfect. And sponsored, uh, sponsored by myself. And also on August 20th, we have another Ace Jiu Jitsu Pro Championships happening. Uh, that is going to be an eight man uh, middleweight championship actually happening. So this is looking to be pretty cool because now we have some, there's some ideas coming down the pipeline. And I had some conversations with a lot of different individuals at the latest uh, tournament that we were at. And they got some uh, cool ideas for some uh, fight cards that might be coming up into uh, the uh, GTA and Ontario realm. So uh, we'll, we'll chat about those later as soon as we get more details. But yeah. Oh, oh look at you. Oh, yeah. So we're going to have some new uh, super fights uh, coming soon, potentially. Yeah, so so new new super fight shows coming down the pipeline, but I can't say anything until we uh, get confirmation. So uh, until then, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for joining us on this episode. And we will be seeing you guys soon. we got a lot of guests lined up. Uh, it's going to be exciting. So uh, get ready for the summer. It's going to be fun. And we'll talk soon. Thanks, everybody. Okay. Thanks, everybody.